If you're receiving this transmission, this is Black Spire Broadcast. up everybody it is david with black spire broadcast thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to check out the show we've been out of the studio for a little bit but we are back with a guest that has taken about a year and a half to get together with we've had it planned i don't know several times i'm sure he can tell you but several times and it, it just never worked out but a year and a half later here we finally are so i have tyler from at bourbon and buckets welcome tyler man it's an honor to finally have you hey man uh, happy to be here appreciate the invite glad we got to do this Dude, of course, of course. It is an honor and pleasure, man. I've, I've loved checking out your content for uh, quite some time. It's honestly, you're one of the first people I think I saw as soon as I started paying attention to, to Star Wars social media. So um, you caught my attention right away, man. Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate it. There's uh, there's a handful of those people that I got myself, you know, that you kind of dive into that world and you're like, man, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> you know, but and, and it's huge. Like it, it seems like it'd be small, but it's really big. Right, right. No, I, I, it's much bigger than uh, than I ever thought. Um, that's a conversation to have with a lot of casual fans. You know, is you wouldn't believe right. that there's people that line up for these, you know, costumes and this content, these collectibles. But it's just, I mean, it's mind blowing. It really is, man. And uh, I mean, at least for me, at the very beginning of it, it was kind of something I kept to myself. You know, like my closest friends and my wife knew about it, but then. Boom. I just decided to do something. And, and, you know, obviously you and I are both collectors, I can tell. And, and you realize more people are like that than, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my wife is uh, she's in the weeds, too. Um, it was uh, it wasn't that way at first. You know, she was aware of Star Wars. Um, she'd seen a movie or two. Um, but I think once I got her into Clone Wars, um, probably after that first really good cry, you know, she decided, OK, this is you know, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. And it's crazy that um, so Clone Wars is, is her favorite, then man, or it's hard to Rebels say. is yeah. um, Clone Wars was was her gateway, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, naturally, for a lot of people, they add so much meat to the the original trilogy and then you know the prequel sequels, all that. But yeah, Rebels, so, I think, is her favorite. She's a huge, huge Hera ghost, um, ghost, ghost crew fan, so so, so she's definitely pumped for Ahsoka, then. She is. Um, she's she's very protective over Hera and uh, all those characters. So. Right. I get that, man. It, but it's funny that animation was her gateway into this lore because it's the same with my wife. Um, you know, or at least that's what she likes the most is the animation side, yeah. um, which I think would be the hardest to get a spouse to be interested in. So I don't know, yeah. but it worked out that way, right? <laughs> You would think. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's that's awesome. And and my wife's the co-host, and normally she's she's here, but she's not with us tonight. But um, yeah, man, like it's it's, it's just cool to find the right person that likes the same stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes it more fun. Well, I really want to get into some of the stuff you do, and and what kind of got you um, famous on the social medias, at least within our in this little Star Wars realm. We all kind of seem to know each other. But um, so what are the few of the things you do? Uh, man, famous is being generous. Uh, it's not. Well, I try to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, man, how I got into this, um, 
actually, you know, I'm going to end up um, talking about my wife a lot, which I do. Um, so it kind of happened randomly. Um, I got into the Black Series helmets, which is, you know, a gateway drug. Um, so got into that. I had, gosh, I think it was just a TK. I'm embarrassed to say how much I paid for it on eBay just because, I, you know, I wasn't in the network yet. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, that all these people had this stuff. So I was like, oh, man, eBay, like this is a legit Stormtrooper helmet. I got to have it. So right. um, I got it. Um, I went ahead and got a Black Series Boba Fett helmet. I think I found it at GameStop. Ended up getting these um, metal pipes from Lowe's, built some helmet stands, and I put them right above our TV in our living room in this house we were renting at the time. And yeah. she was cool with it. Um, but it was, I mean, you walk in the door, you know, and it's, wow, this dude is, uh, he's not the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so had all that going. And um, essentially, um, one of my friends, good friends now, um, Jason Props on Instagram, um, I was following him, um, and he does a lot of. I mean, he he is the premier um, Din Djarin, um builder right now. I mean, he does the paint, and his paint is phenomenal. Um, right. Just honestly, just a pleasure to watch. You know, and before he started doing the full kits, he was doing the helmets, and they were just, and they're just incredible. Um, so I followed him for a while. Thought, man, you know, I gotta, I gotta get one of his helmets. So I ordered one. It was awesome. Um, love chatting it up with him. And then I followed him on Facebook um, and my wife did the same. Well, he decided he was going to do a run of Bo-Katan raw kits. And uh, he posted, I made a post about it, said, Hey, here's my list. I'm going to take 10 spots. Um, let me know if you're interested. And my wife um, being funny, I guess, or uh, not just half serious. She commented, she was like, Hey, Tyler, why am I not on this list? And I was like, wow, okay. So all right. uh, I was like, well, you know, I, all the spots are probably full, you know, ha, funny joke, like the comment, whatever. And then Jason hit me up. He's like, hey, bro, I got you a spot if you wanted one. So I was like, well, all right, well, I guess we're doing this. So um, jumped in um, both feet, man. I immediately started watching YouTube videos, how to paint, reached out to uh, Jeff Parks, Plastic Spaceman Studios, who is like, I mean, he's incredible, um, incredible painter. Reached out to him. I was like, dude, man, I'm, I'm not feeling this, this helmet. You know, could you help me out? He's like, man, I'm way behind on everything. Don't know when I'll get to it. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll you know, just give it the old college try. Um, so ended up getting it all. Got super excited. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've built any costumes or put the props. I know you've talked some about the 3D printing and mm-hmm. and everything. Cool. So typically what happens is you'll get the kit or you'll get the, the raw pieces and they'll collect some dust for a while, you know, while you're trying to kind of figure out how you want to work on them or what to prioritize. Well, this being my first one, um, I had a garage full of just emptiness. Um, immediately went and bought some tables, chairs, dremels, sanders, everything, and just went crazy on it. Um, I think I had it ready to paint in about 24 hours um, just from watching videos from, you know, the pros out there on the Instagram, right. Facebook community. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just dove right in with the liquid masking and the Aluma luster. I mean, I had never picked up a, a airbrush or anything. Um, so a lot of messages back and forth with Jason, um, just trying to navigate it. Um, ended up um, with a pretty decent kit. Um, yeah, honestly, it was 100% beginner's luck got a lot of compliments on it. And I'm the first to tell you, like I had no idea what I was doing. 
don't know how the paint stuck on some of that stuff because I was, <laughs> I mean, I was just Doing throwing it. stuff at the wall. Yeah. But that, you know, long story, um, but that's pretty much how I got into it. It was, a you know, actually my wife being funny on a Facebook post and me just owning it. So, dude, that's so awesome, though. And it's funny that it came from her because I, I have I actually I bounce around. I'm so bad with tangents, but you mentioned liquid latex. And I'll bounce back to that in a second. But it is so cool that that is your wife that kind of opened that door a little bit, you, you know, because right. for me, it was the other way around where it was a little bit, a little bit, same thing, black series helmets. All I want, like we have a bookcase in our living room and I just wanted a couple of them on the, on the mantle, so to speak. Right. And then it turned into a room much, much like yours. And then I plan on having a different room, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it, it, exactly the same way. And, um, dude, sa same stuff with the paint, like YouTube videos. I don't remember who I found, but it was so daunting the first time. That's all I remember is, like what the heck am I supposed to do? Like how? And and I my first one was not three D printed. It was a black series, and I was like, okay, well now I gotta just tear apart this perfectly good helmet yeah. <laughs> and, and make it something that works. Uh, but it, but it, you know what? They come out okay. Um, they, they do, and um, that's one thing I was gonna mention because I use toothpaste, and I've always been told that liquid yeah. latex seems to be a better approach. Um, I don't know. I'd love to hear from somebody who uses it, man. Honestly, so um, I'm not sure. Do you follow Odd Viking? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So Colin, man, he he is like he's so good at these tutorial videos um, mm -hmm. and compare contrast kind of things. And I think it was probably about a week after I had painted it, where I'd used liquid latex for the first time that I saw his comparison, where he was doing uh, toothpaste, liquid latex, and gosh, I can't remember what up mustard. Yeah, mustard. Yeah, I've seen mustard, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've used both. Um, I haven't used mustard, uh, but I've used toothpaste. I've used liquid latex. Um, I prefer liquid latex because it dries. Um, at the same time, I hate liquid latex because it dries really fast. <laughs> so, you know, I apply it with a brush, um, just a fine tip brush. And if you're not quick enough, um, pieces of it will dry on you. And as oh, you try to kind of get the chipping right, it'll grab the other hardened latex and you'll pull everything up. So you got to say, but uh, yeah. yeah, I've used both. Um, the toothpaste to me was a little runny. Um, it was hard for me to kind of get the shape I wanted, but I think it wasn't the toothpaste um, that was the issue. It was probably just me not being patient enough. But what I learned, so I tried to do it um, with a brush and things like that, and I noticed it was runny. I, it was more splotchy. I couldn't get like finer detail, like create patterns that I wanted. And I started using um, um, Q-tips, and then that sucked too. And I realized like as soon as the Q-tip got used enough, it kind of like stretched out. And I just used that stretched piece kind of like a like a paintbrush, and I could kind of get like these wavy effects. I don't know. It, it, yeah. it came out good. And it looked more natural than than what I was getting, but I want to try the liquid latex. I just never want to spend the money on it. Cause I have toothpaste just laying around, you know, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but no, I've always heard those things. Does it come off the same? Cause with, I don't know your method for um, removal, but I like to, I'll use like a toothbrush under running water. Obviously it's good and dry my paint and everything. And I'll kind of run a toothbrush over it. And then I come back with a paper towel and it generally all kind of comes off, but I'd be curious what your method is. Yeah, I mean, so just using the liquid latex. So what I like about it is it's really hard to get it on the helmet or on the piece in the right shape. But mm -hmm. because it's liquid, you actually have, I mean, you have, you know, a 30 to 60 second window where you can kind of shape it. So okay. I'll use a fine tip brush to put it on and get it close. Um, 
And then I can even use like my pinky finger and kind of, you know, push it into the right shape because it's viscous enough where it won't run. Okay. Um, that's what I did with the Bokatan helmet when I repainted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to really look, I mean, really chipped and not splotchy. So that was, that was what I did with it. But when I remove it, I mean, again, I have a patience issue, but if I can hold off, you know, for a couple hours, I'm usually, I just use my finger. Um, I'll just right. kind of catch a little bit of it with my fingernail and yeah, yeah, just, just wow. it off. So I guess that's um, the benefit of using something that's meant to do that because it's like right. a science project with toothpaste to get it off. And, and at that yeah. you're risking chipping paint and you know what I mean? But yeah. that sounds a lot more accurate. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can be, I, I mean, honestly, man, Colin makes it look easy with anything he uses. So I, I don't want to say that there's a standard, but it works best for me. Like I said, if I can let the paint dry, I don't want it to be too rubbery cause I'll end up pulling too much of it off. But right. I do, I do prefer the liquid latex. Um, it does seem that so far. It's, it's my next approach. I don't remember the YouTuber I first started following. I think it was um the Welding Geek, actually. Maybe you've yeah. heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah he, that was his the... stuff is quality. And it, he seems to have a patience is, issue, too. Um, <laughs> he's just like right back at it, you know. And I'm like, how did you sure. produce that in a day? You know, that that yeah. many layers of paint in like a day. But I don't know. It's He seems like he has good work to do. Yeah, no, no, for sure. He was actually the one of the first videos I watched because he did a tutorial with a Bo-Katan helmet. Yeah, um, so I kind of learned about the layering from him. Um, mm-hmm. Signed up for Patreon and you know looked at his decals and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, hundred percent. He he put me onto that, and then Hunter Smoke. Um, he mm-hmm. put on his story one day. He has this uh, home brawl, I think, or umbrawl. It's purple liquid latex. So you can actually see really well. I would like that. Yeah, where you're putting it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, and mm-hmm. it dries really dark. So even by looking at it before you apply paint, you can see exactly where your masking is. Yeah, I like that. Clear, so that's good because that's, like, that's that's another problem with with the toothpaste is you just look for bubbling basically and hope <laughs> for the best, you know. No, and I've noticed I've noticed sometimes like on on a like on a helmet or something that, that I've done, I'll have missed toothpaste and I'll like grab it a certain spot like a yeah. year later and I'll still push up a little toothpaste. I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> You know, but yeah. it's it's about I don't know. I'm not a professional at this. I'm I'm pretty amateur, but um, it's fun, man. Armor building's a blast. It really is. Yeah, yeah. No, I really, really enjoy. It. I love your room back there too, dude. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate awesome. it. It's it's not yours. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not that nice. It's that's the plan though. That's the plan. This is unfortunately my office, my wife's office, and our and our guest room plus the collection room. But um, we have I know you have kids as well, so we we have yeah. like what would normally be a formal dining room is a playroom right now. And once the kids outgrow it, we're going to frame it in and it's going to be that basically the dedicated yeah. real collection room, <laughs> but oh, um, we're getting there. We're getting there. I got you. I got you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a collect. I say that I've got, I mean, yeah. this whole thing of black series over here, but, and then the hot toys and all that, but I'm not, I'm not much of a collector unless something really hits me, but uh, I like to have a good neat space. You know, I try to. Right. Right. For sure. Man. Empty cabinets behind me. I also it looks great. Crazy. Do what? I said it looks great, man. Oh yeah, no thanks, man. I've sold too many helmets. I got empty cases. I got to put some more together. Got to fund those projects, though. I get it. Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, stuff costs money. Yeah, I'm the world's worst about uh, like right before a convention, like celebration, both celebrations. I'll sell three or four helmets. I'm like, ah, this will be good, you know, for some beer money or you know whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just whatever at the con. Um, and then I come back and I thought, well, you know, maybe one day I'll have all the helmets in my case can be stuff that I've worked on. You know, that way I've got a story. That for would it. be cool, man. That would be super. And that's the one thing 
that I think is most intriguing. Um, and it's like the nature of the artist where it's because uh, I fell in love with collecting and, and, and various aspects of that. And then I started to realize that I kind of did have some some skill and some talent in, in various areas. Lately, it's been drawing and, and artwork in that sense. But it, but with building armor and that, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I want everything in here to eventually be like I made it, you know, like statues. Cool. I want to learn how to sculpt. Uh, I can draw now. I can build armor. Like I, I just keep dabbling in different things. And I don't know. I think that would be so unique to have your own collection that is Star Wars, but stuff you made. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, it, it expands your enjoyment. You know, it's, it it's so many different catalysts to enjoy something that you already love, you know. So I'm Absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, and, and it's um and it's a blast, man. It it, it definitely that kind of stuff keeps me going. There's always a project, and I, I do my best, like you said, like bouncing around things, gather dust. I try so hard to to come into it with a plan and like schematics, and I really do. I sit down and I'm like, I make these schematics. I'm like, this is how we're gonna do it. And sometimes I follow it, but you know how yeah. things go. <laughs> no, I do, I do, especially with kids. You know, it's oh man, that, that's the hardest <laughs> part. That's the hardest part. Yeah, especially with, with with patience, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to. Like sometimes these projects have to take twice as long just just because of life, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've get a, I got about uh, an hour and a half, two hours is my sweet spot every night, and that's you know that's around ten, eleven central. So <laughs> I'm tired yeah. in the morning. I'm like, okay, so I've got you know I've got the the jag guys on there. I got to do the welding tomorrow. You know, you know, just mapping it out like that. You know, ends up being right about so. No, but it, but it's a blast, man, and it's kind of that builder's mindset you know where it's hard to sometimes want to plan that far ahead but it, it, especially with with very little time so i'm the same way i i can get like we both my kids i'm i'm a stay-at-home dad i'm i'm uh medically retired so in that sense i'm very lucky but um like both of my kids are finally on the same nap so i have a two and a half hour window and then the same amount of time in the evening if, yeah. if obviously i'm not doing something with my wife which again you got you gotta hang out with your wife that's called life right you gotta, <laughs> right. so you may not have that time but um right, right, yes, right it's hard that's why i haven't ever considered um doing like any commission work which which i would love to get into that topic but um just I could never promise somebody a deadline. There's just no way. <laughs> and you know, it, it's funny you bring that up too. You know, I I give people deadlines that I try to make very realistic, um, but I'm also very um, very adamant about updates. You know, like I want people to know. I, I don't want there to be any guesswork. So usually once a week, you know, I'll let them know. Say, hey, I've got this part done. Um, I'm waiting on this to dry while I get this piece prepped. And if there's delays, you know, um, when I did this book of Boba Fett, um, commission for a guy, um, I got sick, you know, I mean, I'm, I never get sick, you know, not really. Um, I was a, I was a daycare baby. So they, they say my immune system is super strong, um, <laughs> finding out it's not as strong as I thought it was, but you know, I don't get sick. So it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, man, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm too sick to sit in my floor and paint this helmet for you right now. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be late. You know, it's going to take me another week. Right. Um, I took a week off from being sick. I sick again. Um, so I, I felt bad, but, and you feel guilt, you know, but I, I just want to let people know what's up, you know, cause the worst thing in the world is people not knowing what's going on with something that they've commissioned you to do, you know, and I try not to, I don't take any money up front. You know, if anyone's ever like, Hey, you know, I don't want this anymore or whatever. I don't want there to be any kind of conflict there. You know, I always want people to feel comfortable um, if they're having me, you know, work on something for them. But, you know, you see, I know you see it, um, but a lot of these build groups, you know, it's once every week and a half, two weeks, there's this warning post that goes out. Say, Hey, you know, 
this maker, so-and-so, I haven't been able to get an update from them. They've taken my money. Can anyone help? You know, and you just, you don't want to be that person um, or even anywhere close. So I probably get annoying with people. You know, I'm like, Hey, such your helmet. Thing. Yeah. They're like, Hey, you know, looks great. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. It's not done. I just want to let you know I'm, I'm alive. I'm working on your stuff, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> but, but that is such a good business practice, man. And, and, and it's, it, it really echoes who you are as a person, you know, I'm assuming you just approach life that way, but it, you don't see that anymore. You know, it's, this is day and age where laziness seems to rule the rule the day, unfortunately. And, and yeah, I'm in all these same build groups you are, I'm sure. And you see the same stuff, you know, we're all in similar circles and especially with stuff that's like overseas and, and we're talking, you know, a grand plus on something. It's like, yeah. man, it's almost a risk. Like I, I stay away from anything international for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a well-known, you know, and there's like a few, you, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Like if you got a website, you know, Hey, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I'm totally with you there. I'm very, very uh, hesitant about things. You know, I try to stick with known sellers, known makers, painters, et cetera. And, and, and you kind of have to, man. And that's the thing is that I, I maybe it's just me, maybe I'm wrong, but this, like what we're talking about right now seems to be trending upwards. There's more and more people doing it. And yeah. and obviously that's more opportunity for scam artists as well, but um, it's getting really saturated. I mean, at least it seems like, and you don't know who does good work until it shows up. No, hundred percent. And you know, it, it's tough, you know, cause I love to see people jump into this, you know, because sure. if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I want you, you know, and, and the thing is like this, this side hobby, right. This side gig commissions, it's not, that's not my primary secondary source of income. It's just fun, you know? So right. I don't have a problem. There's no conflict of me saying like, I, I hope everybody I know gets into commissions and wants to paint and just, that's why I did it in the first place. You know, it's, that's why I end up being probably a lot cheaper than, than some of these guys. It's just because like, Hey, let me paint your stuff. You know, let me just cover the cost of some time and some paint and let me do it. Cause it's fun for me. So I want everyone to enjoy that. Um, but at the same time, you know, do it, um, learn all you can absorb, but I guess exercise caution, you know, when you jump into commissions and, and I'm not, I'm not even in the top 50, you know, of painters that I know, but I would just, you know, encourage people to get opinions of your friends and your, your peers and stuff. Take all of that advice in before you start jumping into commissions. Um, you do see a lot of people out there that, um, tend to kind of throw things together, right? You know, they really, I've had some bad experiences, not necessarily with, with painters and commissions like that, but, um, with people who will build full kits, you know, whether it's out of foam or 3d print or whatever. And, um, their work is amazing. You know, you look at their pictures, you're like, man, if I can look like that, you know, I'm all for it. And then you, you get the product and it's just so, so disappointing. And it's not, it's not, you know, (laughs) lack of skill. It's lack of effort. And you just don't want many people out there like that, that you're having to kind of avoid. Um, so I hope everybody gets into it and everybody loves it as much as I do, but just uh, be careful, you know, before you start taking other people's hard earned money and doing these things, make sure that you're committed um, to giving it the same kind of care that you would give your own. You couldn't have said it better, man. That's a, uh, you know, you see a lot of in the door, out the, out the door approach with a lot of this stuff like in the, like in the custom, you know, six inch figure world. You see that. I mean, you see that a ton there and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know a lot of friends in that world as well, but it's um yeah, it's, it's crazy. A lot of people I think just want to, have as much money coming in and, and, yeah. and the product getting out as quickly as possible. And, and yeah, the quality sacri- sacrifice, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. 
That's unfortunate, but uh, it's growing. It is growing, like you said. Yeah, dude, I, I think it is. I think it is. And so, do you you do you primarily do helmets, like or full armor kits, or is it kind of just depend on what a person asks for? Man, it just depends. So I have not, I've not gotten into three D printing myself because I've been really spoiled. You know, I have a lot of friends that do it. Um, people that are smarter than me, and then I kind of got in with these people who. Um, I guess guys got in the got to know with good makers, right? People who do a lot mm-hmm. of resin casts. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot of them out in the West Coast and the Midwest. Um, so I haven't had to myself, or I say I haven't had to, I haven't got to yet. It's coming. Um, it's only a matter of time before I dive into it, and I'm excited about it. But um, for right now, um, I'm just, I mean, I'm just kind of building whatever, you know. I like on my workbench now. I've got. Um, I think it's the DC, is it 17 Wreckers Blaster? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I got the file. Yeah. I got a print from uh, Galactic Armory, actually. Um, Aaron Hughes. Good yeah, dude. Good yeah. dude. Um, got, a, got a print from him. I'm working on it. Um, I've got a B1 Battle Droid head that's printed as well, but I've also got, um, I've got the, where is it? Yeah. No, this side. There it is. Yeah. I've got the Santa <laughs> Creations. Uh, um, phase two clone, um, that I'm going to put it together. And I've got actually about five kits, um, five realistic, uh, revenge of the Sith clone kits coming from Kevin from Imperial. Oh, Circle. wow. Oh, wow. Um, another, uh, I mean, f- actually six. Um, so me and other, me and five other squad mates are putting those together for the garrison and, um, they're nice enough to let me paint all of them. Wow. So pretty excited about that. It's going to be the first big project, but just to answer your question um, in a roundabout way and just whatever, um, just whatever anybody wants me to, to look at, you know, I'm not building them. I've cast a few helmets. Um, I did a hunter helmet. Um, what I've learned is the molding process takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the finishing process takes a long time and it's very rewarding. But um, when I look around this community and I see people that are already crushing it, it's hard for me to justify that time right now and say, Hey, let me go and mold this and cast it when, you know, I've got two or three people on speed dial that I can get a phase two animated clone bucket from or a TK bucket to put together. You know, it's just kind of like, let me, let me support these guys uh, the best I can. And then in turn have more to work on. Um, that's just ready to go. You know, I can turn. Right. No, I, I totally agree, man. And, and it's, it, I'm not as fortunate with access to 3D printers. I have uh, a couple of friends, at least here in Florida, but um, they're the way to go, man. And apparently they're they're cheap. I don't know when I look at them, I'm like that's a lot of money. But apparently they're cheap for for what their what their true value is, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah man, you'll you'll have to let me know how that goes because I'm I'm curious about them too. I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of people to give me some good advice, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I do really, I mean, I really do gravitate toward resin printed anything mm-hmm. um, and ABS, obviously, you know, my entire Mandalorian kits, ABS from, um, from Jason. And then um, the record kit that I have is actually flexible fiberglass, which is really? kind of, yeah, it was bizarre to me um, when I first heard about it. Um, but it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's lightweight. It breathes really well. Um, got it from a guy named Jim Trippin, um, I think in the Philippines maybe, but, uh, oh, he wow. is, yeah, he's the go-to for all those bad batch kits with the flexible fiberglass. Um, that was awesome to paint, to work on. Cause it was really easy to sand. Um, once you, you know, once you realize that you need to wear long sleeves <laughs> with fiberglass. Oh gosh. Yeah, dude, I can yeah. feel it right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, not to, yeah. 
not to you know segue into bad memories, but uh, the yeah, first you're good, bro. You're good. The first uh, the first time I, I worked on sanding that thing, you know, I was going to town. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is easy. Um, I was outside of my porch and my short sleeves, and then me and my wife went to dinner. And I was driving. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I must have gotten into some poison ivy or something. My arm yeah. is itching. Yeah. And it was just red. And um, the sun hit my arm a certain way. And she said, well, your arm is really shiny. Like, you've got glitter and stuff on it, you know. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. And she actually was like, did you say that was fiberglass? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. So I learned that the hard way. I hit up Jim. I was like, hey, man, is there a way to avoid this? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You need to wash that with dish soap. You need to sand it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that makes sense. But so don't just start. Okay, and put a long sleeve on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that stuff, you know, all that to say, you know, it's it's a lot less work than three D printing, um, but you you do have to wait. You know, with the three D printing, you can turn these these amazing kits out. You know, within hours of something showing up on screen, um, which is nuts. It, that is well, so. Is, like, we live in a crazy time, man. Is absolutely crazy. nuts. Absolutely, you don't nuts. you don't have to wait for Hasbro or you know pick your super expensive company to produce something six months from now. It's instant, man. The oh, moment yeah, somebody yeah. wants to start making files, basically. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think it was McFly three D. I saw um, the Moff Gideon Mandalorian suit. I mean, I think maybe I was watching the show. And I got a notification on Instagram. I was like, "What in the world? How, how on earth? Like, I haven't even, that. That's a thing. I haven't even seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, man. And it's that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy seeing. And then eventually, you know, weeks later down the road, people will mold it, they'll cast it, and they get it resin. I'm like, send send me all of it. You know, I'm all for it. Right. It's so cool, man. That's how I remember with with Aaron from Galactic Armory with the with the um. Oh, what am I trying to say? The the commandos. That oh, came yeah. out in, in this season and he was already working on it. I'm like, dude, that is on just so fast. Like I feel like yeah. I just saw the episode. It's crazy. Yeah. And and they're, you know, them and, and other companies, they're they're so good at that quick turnaround with that new hot thing. You know, they're very good at that. Oh yeah. These modelers, man, they're they're wizards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I when I had him on the show, man, my mind was blown because I was very elementary with the concept of 3D printing, and I felt like I had Stephen Hawking on. You know, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> what? You can just make things? What? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is nuts, no, man." And people, you know, some people make it so good that it gets Lucasfilm's attention. You know, for better for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't had that honor yet of nah, the nice nah, cease and desist on the wall, but I'll frame it when it happens. I'll know I've made it if I get a season to say there's yeah. a I think there was a guy he may be he may be in your area um, but I think he was uh he was pumping out some some bouche helmets and stuff doing some really good work and I think he actually um got uh got his door knocked on um but wow. I think he actually came out on the other side yeah I don't have all the details so I won't speculate sure, sure, sure. but uh yeah I think it uh I, I don't want to say he went toe to toe but I think he was able to kind of slip under the radar a little bit which you know i mean i get it it's a gray area it's a gray area it is um i'm kind of i kind of i kind of lean toward hey we're you know marketing for you you know i mean it's for marketing you know you've got it is man yeah standing in the middle of town in my mandalorian you know like are you really that bad about it you know right and it's not the Felonies or the Favros. It's the yeah. you know it's these corporate attorneys that this sure. is what they get paid to do. <laughs> they scour the the Etsy shops and I mean literally oh, they yeah. probably probably have somebody on the payroll that just searches Etsy. 
just to destroy somebody's life. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I've always wondered, you know, what I wonder what George Lucas's thoughts are on this because I, he made yeah. the 501st um canon. So yeah, all these other costumers, it, it you know, stands I, to reason he might side with us, you know, who knows. I I feel like he has to, man. I, I, yeah. who knows? I I feel so bad for him with he sold something that that uh, I wish he didn't sell, but I'm, in a sense, I'm happy he did because we get a whole bunch of content, and a lot of it's great. Um, some of it's not, but it, it was, at least we get Star Wars, right? We get Star Wars, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm but I do want to talk about the 501st, man. I, I do want to talk about the 501st because I know you're you're a member, and somehow we're 30 minutes into this, and it hasn't even came up yet. But um, yeah. dude, so who are you with? I, I'm 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 building a, a Mercs costume. But I am interested in, in the 501st, and I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, man. So, um, so yeah, I'm in the Diamond Garrison, which is Arkansas's garrison. Um, and we have a squad up in the northwest corner of the state um, called the Womp Rat Pack Squad. Um, kind of a mouthful. Just a really great, great group of folks. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, so, joining the 501st, I, I got in with my wrecker. Um, was the costume that I was approved in, I think – I, I don't think I'm lying when I say this. I know Stevie was the first. I think I may have been the second one to get approved. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, Stevie was a great help um, with a lot of it. But, uh, yeah, so got in with that. Um, I was lucky enough to link up with some some clones up here, um, which are kind of hit and miss, you know, across different states, different garrisons. Some, some states are really heavy OT. Some are really heavy clone. Some are neither. You know, some you got the – the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, just uh, you know, more obscure kind of characters. But mm-hmm. um, linked up with them, um, got in on some troops. I mean, I just fell in love with it, you know. And it's there's a lot of uh, a lot of background stuff, a lot of I don't want to say politics, but a lot of system stuff, a lot of, like hierarchy in it, and that's that's cool too. Um, but my thing is, I love just being able to get out, you know, and, and see these kids and support these causes, and it's uh, so rewarding. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, you know, a lot of people harp on that and that's great, uh, but it's just cool to, to be a stormtrooper or to be record for a few hours. You know, right. you're not yourself anymore. Like I'm not, nope. you know, I love being a dad. I love, I, you know, I enjoy my job, love being a husband, but for just that little window, you know, that's record. You, you know, get to choose, right? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And, and I never understood that until the first time I did a cosplay. And I think it, it was Megacon um, a year or two ago. And I just showed up as a Sith. Like I just made up a Sith thing that I, I had all the pieces here and I just went and I was, and I was so embarrassed to do it at first. And then I showed up and I was like, man, that is one of the most fun things I ever, everybody wanted yeah. to take, you know, everybody was take pictures. I want to do fake duels. Like, I mean, this is so cool, man. Yeah. You know, it's just so much fun. It really is. Yeah, man. And, and I love first, and I, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, man. I, I was saying my, my first con experience, um, I didn't even have a suit. You know, it was after really? I built my wife's suit. So I was walking around as her handler, essentially, and um, people would come up and be like, I love your costume, I love your costume. And, you know, I had to untrain myself to not be like, thanks. You know, like, oh, wait, sorry, sorry, you're talking to her. Right, you know? right, right. So naturally, I'm like, oh, hey, I built this thing, you know. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the compliment. Like, oh, you know, I need to shut up, but – yeah, it was right. funny. It wasn't me, but I still I enjoyed it for her. You know, she lived through her a little bit. It's just cool to see people appreciating something that you put your your hard work into. You know, yeah, 
And that, yeah. that's the one thing I never realized people would care about. Cause you know, you make, you make something you're like, dang, that looks really good. Like I actually pulled that off. And then, then you start hearing other people say like, man, that is so cool. You made that. And yeah, you know, it's a cool feeling. It really is. I can't really explain it other than that. It's just you have, until you make something and other people see it and, and show respect for it like that. It's just a unique feeling. No, it is. It is. I agree, man. And that's, you know, and that's, uh, that's the other part of the 501st that really, you know, pulled me in. It was just the costumes, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm here to build costumes and there's, you know, like I mentioned before, there's all different, you know, there's, there's systemic things. There's a hierarchy of the 501st and leadership and people, they really enjoy parts of that. And that's great. You know, a lot of people really enjoy the merch, you know, the coins and the patch trading and all this stuff. And, and it is really cool. You know, I've got some coins myself, but um, for me, it's it's getting to troop, um, just building more costumes, you know, finding people, you know, in, in Arkansas of all places, you know, you would not <laughs> you would not think that there would be people, you know, like minded people like this up here, you know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound you know like a jerk, but I, I was I was under the impression, you know, I thought without thinking, I'm probably the only real Star Wars fan in Arkansas, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I, know, I know a few people in Arkansas that are Star Wars fans, so if you need to meet them, yeah. but yeah, no, good, good. You know, I was delighted to find out that I was not the only. So one, cool, you know? man. Yeah, and because I, I think I'm lucky in the sense I, I, I didn't realize that Florida is a blossoming state for all this kind of stuff, really. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of people here, and they all live within like 20, 30 minutes of me, you know, and it's. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really cool in that sense, but that's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm glad you found something like that. Cause I'm the same way, man. I love the concept of, of helping out kids and, and doing a lot of that stuff. I, and that's, that's my main motivation for, for getting into one of these groups or multiple. We'll see what the future holds, but yeah, I love the idea of doing it for the kids, you know? Yeah. Just yeah, brings man. you back to your childhood. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. You know, the, the parades too. So like dragon con, um, we went last year was the first year, um, it was a big time. It wasn't like a typical convention. I mean, it was more of just getting in costume and hanging out, but there's a parade at the end of it um, where the 501st marches. And then you've got your Mandalorian Mercs there too. You've got Rebel Legion. They had a big X-Wing, you know, they did the whole thing. Um, and we marched and it was almost a mile, you know, and I was kind of, wow. yeah, I was kind of on the fence about it. I was like, man, I'm in this wrecker. I don't know how this is going to work out, but it was probably top 10, one of the most fun times I've ever had in my life, you know, cause you see these kids where it's not spread out and you've got kids coming up to you. They're all on the side of the road and they're yelling and, you know, you do something silly, like, like a wrecker, you know, the right um, to pose. Oh yeah. 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 You do that. And the, the kids just love it. Love it. That's so cool, it's, man. It's so much fun, man. And, and the 501st, you know, allowing that to happen, or I guess providing a space for that to happen in some ways is, is really rewarding. It's worth, it's worth the price of admission. So absolutely, man. And that's an, an experience I can't wait to have. It hasn't happened, but it, but it will, but it, it will. will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait. I'm excited to see cool, uh, what you come up with. Dude, I know. And that's what's, uh, I mean, I'm working on the Mercs one and I, I'm, I'm taking my time. I'm, I'm in, I'm in no particular hurry, you know, you know how it is with the, with the kids schedule, but, um, you know, one day it'll, it'll, it'll blossom and, and take, I, I've put it on. It's like, I don't know, 70% done. And I say that and it's probably like 50 cause I'm going to change everything, but, um, putting it on for the first time, I was like, damn, like, this is really cool, man. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, it's a cool feeling. It really is. So yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to compliment your helmet too, man. I, that helmet. Thank I, you, man. So, when it comes to Mandalorians, you know, there's what's great about them is you can make them personal. You know, you can do whatever you want. Um, Me, I tend to really um, gravitate towards the um, grungy, 
um, just like, how do I put it? Grungy colors, kind of, you know, the very simplistic color scheme or color schemes, but have them really, you know, worn and just make them look real, you know, in universe. To me, Star Wars is, is a dirty universe, you know, it's Absolutely. not pristine. And yeah. So, um, I like, I enjoy seeing builds too, that maybe, you know, don't have just a ton of like line work and symbolism and, you know, and all that stuff's great because there are the clans and it's super cool. Um, but when it comes to paint, you know, I think, man, like two, three colors, you know, in your color scheme or your color palette. I mean, it's, I mean, it's chef's kiss. It's just, it's so hardcore, you know, and that's, that's me. I'm putting one together myself and I'm, I'm trying to like hold myself off. I'm putting a bunch of colors in it, you know, Dude, it's hard. Oh, it, is, it is. hard. Yeah. That, I'm, that's, you know. um, that's why I like, I draw everything first. Like I try to, I try to work in this very linear pattern. We're like, okay, cool. So I have an idea, right? That's step one. Okay. Now I'm going to translate it onto some paper and I, and I draw mm-hmm. what I think. And, and it, it ends up getting very detailed. Like it looks like some Tony Stark, Iron Man stuff. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I have to commit. I'm committed. Like I just wasted all this time drawing this thing. And, yeah. and I, I'm, per- I'm pretty good at sticking to it. Um, but yeah, man, I love the concept of, uh, of just like a, ta- a tattooing wonder, you know, I was like, okay, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't have a story yet. I came up with a name. He's, he's Drax Foss. Like my name's David Vaughn, Drax Foss. Cool. That, that's, that's what he's going to yeah. be. And, um, it's from Mandalore. Planet got destroyed, and he, some he ended up on Tatooine. Just been wondering. Oh yeah, hanging no, out with Obi Wan in the cave. I guess I don't know. He's yeah, right. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the possibilities are endless, man. Keep yeah, it simple. Man. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. And that's what's fun about it is creating stories, and and I've fallen in love with doing that and finding different mediums to to tell stories. And the armor is a way to tell a story, right? You know. If you want to go that far with it, I mean, some of it can get pretty weird, but I don't know if you keep it to a reasonable level, it's fun, yeah. but you spend all this time in it, you know? Yeah. Now people, you know, conceptualize, you know, the, the expression of it and, you know, they talk, like talk about Sabine, right. And, and mm-hmm. rebels and her different paint schemes. And I think that's super cool that they included that in there. Cause it kind of, I mean, it kind of speaks to everybody that enjoys the armor building and the painting. And it's like, Hey, look like, yes, Star Wars is, is overly you know grungy dirty um, worn oppression whatever but also hey you can do what you want you know find ways to express yourself that's still valid star wars so mm-hmm. i think it's, it's really cool that they kind of gave us that catalyst to you know right right because yeah. and i that instantly stuck with me too at first i was like uh i yeah, don't know about it same. but then i i really appreciated it you know after i got through all the seasons and and now that you know, we're going to see it in live action and, and it looks good. Like I, I think they toned her down a little bit, which is fine. I don't want her to look like a cartoon in real life. Yeah. That's one argument I have with these, these live action shows. People got mad about um, not grand animal Thrawn. They're probably going to get pissed about that, but um, the grand inquisitor, um, yeah. you know, people got pissed about his look and um, I didn't, I didn't get pissed. He looked like yeah. believable. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I and like Cad Bane, right? Like, I mean, looks convincing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I have my ways that I would have done it. it. May not have been the right, you know, the way that I would have picked, but I'm not mad about it. You know, just getting to see these characters, I'm stoked. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that yeah, we're seeing animated characters on not the big screen, but the medium screen. Yeah. It's really cool, man. It's 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 really cool. Uh, and and the only gripe I had with Cad Bane, and I don't know why, and it stands out to me right now. I mean, like the obviously the, the dimensions of the hat seemed off, and yeah. the ha- the gloves or wh- however that suit worked, like you could tell the his actual fingers ended, and then the the prosthetic <laughs> was still out here because it was like bouncing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that's weird. But um, yeah. 
whatever, man. Like they have a budget and it's not $300 million. So I get it. (laughs) You know, you see those things and people get, people get really worked up about like, you know, the teeth and the whatever and just the animatronics, you know, and and even Sabine, some people have voice, voice concerns. I think they cast Sabine like excellently. I mean, I think Natasha's great. I have yet Um, to hear her talk, but I have no doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you've got those things, you know, and, I always tell people, like, go back and watch the original trilogy. You know, take your rose-colored glasses off when you watch these and see them for what they are. You know, you'll see what is it, like the gaffer's tape or whatever you've got on the TK show or TK biceps um, in Empire Strikes Back, which is which is used to be my number one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his helmet's blowing, you know, in the wind or whatever. If you watch right. it, I can't unsee that. But right also, at the end, care, yeah, you know? I can picture it right now. Yeah, it drives yeah. me nuts, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I want to walk up behind him, like, here you go, buddy. Just finish yeah. your lines, you know. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, just, just yeah. put me in a green suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hold his helmet, just oh, like this. I felt yeah. so bad. I felt, but, but yeah. that's funny because my wife does not like the original trilogy, and for many people, that's sacrilegion. But she has a valid point. Like, <laughs> she didn't grow up with it like I did. Okay, sure. or like most people did. And she watched it in an era where this is obviously outdated. It's not, we don't, it's not, it is nostalgic to love it for what it is. I understand that. But somebody who's never seen it before is probably like, you like this? Yeah. And that's how my wife was. Like, she can appreciate the storytelling and the characters and, and it's genius, but she's like, I don't like it because it doesn't look good. I'm like, but you have to understand for the time it was fantastic. It's groundbreaking. Yeah. And she, she, we watched that ILM documentary on Disney Plus, and that's when she started to respect it. But she still doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I mean, Spielberg cried. You know, he thought it was so beautiful. He cried. He had tears. You know, but I don't know, man. And I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir here. I know I am, but because um, I listened to um, your episode with uh, oh my gosh, the collector Eb, Eben. Eben, Eben. Yeah, he's yeah. a good friend. Very good person. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. So listen, to you guys talking about the. Um, the films, you know, and uh, I'm with you there. You know, to me, um, Star Wars is not, I mean, it's not lightsabers and spaceships and whatever. It's, it's, it's about the story. You know, it's just a mm-hmm. really good story. You know, and that's what I told people. I told my parents, you know, like, Hey, I get it. You know, I'm not, I said times I'm like, Hey, there's a little too much, too much lightsaber action in this, which sounds, you know, I know don't kick me off, but right. Um, right. You know, like I, it's the story, man. It's just yeah. the tragedy of Anakin and, the whole thing is the tragedy of Anakin and then his redemption. And right. man, I'm here for that. I'm here for all that. You know, make mm-hmm. make a Darth Vader series, make an Obi Wan season two. You know, I'll have my reservations. I'll be worried that you're going to water it down, but I'm still going to watch it and I'll enjoy it for yeah. what it is. You know, dude, Take absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And and the obviously the whole thing is the downfall of Anakin, right? Like it's the catalyst. It's this. There's no Star Wars without Anakin, right? And but it is. I mean, I got ridiculed because I said episode three is my personal favorite film of all time. And it, it, but it's due to my age and seeing that in theaters. And man, it's it's. It, I can see its flaws now that I'm older. But it is a beautiful thing to watch. It's horrible also, but to watch yeah. this downfall happen. Yeah. No, it has no it flaws. Is. No, perfect. Not to, I think, <laughs> you know, no, no. I, I have no problem with it, man. I thought it was fantastic. It was. It you know, and it left just enough of a some opening to where you can get these series where there's order 66 survivors, you have video games that are fantastic that are a, yeah. a result of all this, you know, it's the franchise kept going because of that film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I agree. Uh, really all of them, but it, 
that I got I got a lot of backlash for saying that was my favorite, which which I knew would happen because there's there's look what's the point in doing a video if you're just gonna um, say what everybody else says you yeah. know that's what that's what I love about content creators is they just take like oh I'm Black Spy Broadcast and I see what Bourbon and Buckets said cool I'm gonna yeah. do the exact same thing he did and post yeah. it like it's my idea and then it's like, that's all you see in this world yeah. nowadays unfortunately no, you're, so yeah, you're, you're right man and, and man I'll, I'll jump in the pit with you man like Revenge of the Sith. I mean, it is. I mean, you, you, people can pretend that they don't agree with this, but I know that it is the most enjoyable to watch as far as action and the things it makes you feel. Now, the visuals. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I was a big Empire Strikes Back guy. I've always said that's my favorite. Um, lately, I'm torn between it and Return of the Jedi just because – so when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. You know, Luke showing mm-hmm. up with a green lifesaver or whatever, same, just for same. aesthetic purposes, you know. Um, but now I'm a little torn. But I'll just – I mean, if I'm going to sit down and watch one, it's going to be Revenge of the Sith. You know, it just, it just is, um, you know, for better or worse. So I, I would jump in there with you. I mean, if it's not my favorite, it's – I mean, it's a close second. And I sent, I sat there, man, and I probably spent an hour and a half coming up with this list, and I changed it ten times. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. and and I put Jedi second, um, and it just it just was. And it, I mean, it was a toss up between that and Empire, but I, I it had to be it had to be Revenge of the Sith, man. Just it's a favorite, and I love Hayden Christensen. He got bashed. And that's what the one unfortunate thing about Star Wars, yeah, but and any film, people may like him, people may not like him, but he got bashed, and, and I'm glad that he kind of got his serenade at this celebration. But oh yeah, man, and, and I was at Celebration Anaheim as well, and that was kind of it was kind of the first one where it, it felt like it turned a corner, you know. And and you and said several times on stage, you know, he's like people weren't crazy about what we did. He's like, but now, you know, however many years later, you know, you're starting to actually feel the warmth from the fans, you know, the, the OT elitist, um, you know, just have kind of shut up or people quit caring to hear what they have to say. Now you've got us. We grew up with them. We're like, Hey, shut up. These are great. Hayden Christensen, you know, no one else could have been Anakin. Um, It had to be him. It was perfect. Um, yeah, obviously the dialogue is sketchy. The dialogue's sketchy in all of them. Like I said, go back yeah. and watch the original trilogy. This yeah. it was made for kids, you know. Right. So don't watch Bluey and then be mad about you know right. the Bluey right. stuff. You know? don't watch no, Star Wars. And expect I'm not going to hate on Bluey. I, I've spent many hours of my life watching Bluey. Dude, I love Bluey. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> yeah, another episode <laughs> we talk about Bluey because I could. Yeah, I wait for the kids. <laughs> I wait for the kids to go to sleep to watch Bluey, so I can do it uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, pretty man. good, man. There's some great life lessons in Bluey. Totally oh, off gosh, topic, dude. but if yeah. you haven't watched Bluey and you need to grow up real quick, watch Bluey. You'll understand <laughs> parenting if you don't have kids. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And if I mean, yeah, and watch it before you become a parent too. Yes. You know? Yeah, actually, I encourage you. You're probably be a better parent. Oh, hundred uh, percent. That's yeah. funny, but um, no. Anyways, uh, uh, tangents. We're legendary for tangents around here, but um, <laughs> no, man. Okay, so if you had, and, and I know you just kind of danced around it not intentionally because you probably didn't know how to ask but what is your favorite star wars film or is it hard man you said you jump in the pit but you don't have to you have your no, i don't know i mean that is really tough i always separate it into two and i won't bend the rules for this but There's i do no always rule. say no i always say you know hey original trilogy um has to be empire strikes back prequels revenge of the sith now i'm kind of torn so because I'm torn, 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in the pit. I mean, Whew. because Whew. I'm torn on, you know, episodes uh, five and six, I'll say three because I'm not torn at all about the prequels and the sequels together. So, you know, just just from the variable pool, we'll say Revenge of the Sith is just, I mean, it, like I said, if I'm going to sit down and watch one, it's going to be that. That's my my comfort movie, you know. There you go. Amen, brother. Amen, man. I pre- no, nobody's willing to jump in the pit. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's quick to, yeah. to get back and tell you how dumb you are. But no, um, they no, want I, to. I, they're scared. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, they're scared. They're scared. <laughs> It's and look, I I mean, there's very few I dislike. I'm not a sequel trilogy lover at all by any means. I actually really don't like them at all. Um, but I but I I spent the first year of this podcast bashing it, and I promised myself year two I wouldn't. So I'm really trying not to. Um, yeah. And I and I worked I worked at Disney for a little bit at Star Tours, and um, it made me have a little bit of a different appreciation because I saw this generation that currently got it star wars with the sequel trilogy and how much they loved it and yeah. that made me appreciate it a bit more just seeing all these little girls dressed as ray and these little kylo rans i was like that was me with you know anakin and you know the, the gang yeah. that was me and i who am i to take that away from them no yeah I, I mean i'm with that and i i don't bash them i think I, I tell my wife and i tell people that ask it's not that i hate the movies i hate that i felt there was so much potential that didn't I mean, nothing, it didn't bear fruit for me. You know, there was so much potential with force awakens. Um, you know, like I said, I won't get into it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, kick it down the hill where it can't stop, but I, I'm with you on that. I appreciate it for what it is. Um, I think that they're very smart by going back and using the bad batch and Mando to supplement that. Absolutely. Um, I've always heard, and I didn't read the novelization, but I've always heard that the novelization of, um, the Rise of Skywalker explains how Palpatine came back. You know, I've heard and, that. I've heard that. I haven't read it either. But much needed context to the infamous somehow Palpatine returned. Um, so I, you know, I've heard it explains it. That's cool. Um, I like that they're diving into the cloning and Palpatine's grand scheme because I think that really is what's needed. I think they've latched onto the right thing, and I'm hoping that. Yeah, match season three will help me. I'm hoping that you know Ahsoka will help me get there, so that I can I can like them. You know, I want to, man. I want to. I don't like that. I don't like them. I don't like that. If I am looking for something to watch and it's on TNT, I won't watch it. Like I hate that. Like I want to watch it because it says Star Wars, you know. But I just can't. And and I like the Force Awakens, and I actually still like the. I'm okay with the Force Awakens. It was a great introduction or reintroduction after ten years. I was excited, you know. We we got Star Wars. Oh, the hype, man! And then it took a. Oh my gosh, the hype train was unreal. But then it took a bad turn when the last. Anyways, I don't want to go down this road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Same page. You know, I'm excited (laughs) for the future. I will say that. I I hope you are as well. You know, Um, of the projects we know about a boot i'm not canadian about um you know (laughs) what what are you most excited for uh i mean i'd be lying if i said i wasn't super stoked about ahsoka um just solely on the fact that they got uh lars mickelson to do thrawn i mean he's the voice of thrawn um a lot of people wanted you know like john ham or benedict cumberbatch cool Uh, but give me an older thrawn with thrawn's voice and i'm there all day um I have, I mean, to see Chopper and Thrawn, I'll be thrilled. Absolutely. Um, I think Absolutely. that, uh, oh yeah, I think they're going to drag it. I think I foresee Ahsoka being a, 
uh, three or at least a two season uh, series. Uh, I'd say, I'd say three um, because you know you've got the big Filoni Avengers style That's movie. Coming. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think they're going to be able to check all the boxes in Ahsoka uh, within the first two seasons or with the first season. Uh, but that is that is the thing I'm most excited for. Um, I, I haven't read the High Republic books. I've started the first one. I just haven't got there. I've heard that they're great, and I've heard that um, it makes people really stoked for Acolyte, which I am stoked for. Um, but yeah, right now Ahsoka's got to be it, man. And we're only a couple months away, so yeah, two right, August twenty third. I think we got a date this week, so yeah. Um, I, I have to say the same, man. I, I my, my wife absolutely loves Ahsoka. That's her favorite character. Um, like you can't see this side of my office, but it's artwork of Ahsoka everywhere. But um, yeah. cool. just I'm the same way, man. I'm excited to see Rebels um, live action. Basically, it's like season what five, six. This would be five, I think. Um, basically, It'd be five. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 right. But I, now I heard this week, and it's just a rumor. But um, that I think actually it came out of Lars's mouth himself that he's modifying. He modified his voice a bit. He didn't stick 100% to the Rebel's voice. I don't know if I, I read that. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't want it to be. But the uh, reason I wanted him is for the voice. And I, I don't know if you've listened to any of the, the newer Thrawn trilogy books, but he narrates them in the Rebel's voice. And it's fantastic to listen to it even more. Yeah. You know. And But he himself said in an interview, I don't know who got the interview. It might have been Empire Magazine. But um, he said that he modified it a little bit. Well, I would have a problem. I would. Be, that would make me scared. But um, I mean, he's Thrawn. He's so Thrawn. Even if he modifies his voice, it's just a maybe. It's an older Thrawn or a maybe. more cynical Thrawn, or you know what I mean. Like it's, you know, I think it's okay. It's almost like it's Hayden a minor Christ- detail. I hope, right? Yeah, yeah. Hayden Christensen's like, uh, this is going to be a different Anakin. I'm going to be a grumpier Anakin. It's like, okay, you're Anakin. You know, that's fair. Okay. Like I can see why you'd be. Yeah. Grumpy. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, be different Thrawn. Yeah, no, but I'm optimistic for it, man, and I hope these films get made. These these three films we're talking about, and you know what? If if it's done correctly, because obviously they paraded Daisy Ridley out there. If it's done correctly, I have no problem with seeing Ray again. No, Just do it I, I agree. And they said 15 years, right? 15 yeah. years will be the gap. That's okay. That's enough yeah, time. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Hey, wash. And I, I know this sounds like maybe a jerk, but just wash away all the bad memories or the bad poorly developed plot like give me right. something new because i don't hate yeah, david Macy yeah. really at all i don't hate no, him she was fine she was a great i think she's a great actress i think she played the character just fine yeah it was a it was a writing thing for me not yep. a, not a not a character thing uh, no, there, no i don't I think, think there was bad acting at all i think it was just all writing i think the writing was absolutely yeah. abysmal at best well <laughs> yeah. uh, when mark hamill doesn't side with you you know you got to kind of look yourself in the mirror and be like did i mess this up but Right. Hey, it's neither here right. nor there, but I, no, I do want to point out. Um, so I do think Ahsoka is going to get two or three seasons. I know Filoni right. going to get his Star Wars Avengers movie. Uh, and I do remember, though, and I, I could be misquoting this, but I'm almost positive I remember hearing Dave Filoni say that he believed Ahsoka's story would always end in animation because that's how it began and he is the big animation really? guy. So if he sticks to that, which he may not. That may have already that may be a dated thing. But if he sticks to that, it stands to reason that we would get you know, I mean at the very least like a Tales of the Jedi 3. I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I mean, we obviously are getting two and um I have no idea where they're going with that, but I didn't know he said that. And if he did, that's amazing because I I think that's how I want to see it in, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, I, I want to. I want to see Ashley Eckstein finish it because 
who knows? I would love to see her do some kind of flashback scene in Ahsoka as a young Ahsoka, you know, with Ashley giving her Ashley's just one of the best people in Star Wars, you know. So it's like I want to I want to see her get her chance. All of those. I mean, Matt Lanter, um, James Taylor. Yeah, the whole group. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been able to meet them at cons and signing events, yep. and it's just it's incredible how personable these people are, you know. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and you know, you McGregor was great. You know, actually, and I did a photo op with him in Anaheim, and we tried to do the beard thing, you know, the arms crossed and the, the right, twisting. Right. So we both did it, you know. And he looked down at both of us and he said, "Did you do the beard thing?" And I'm just like, uh, "Yeah, is that okay?" He's like, "Well, you could have told me I would have done the beard thing." <laughs> And I was okay, like, dude, oh my gosh, can we do another picture? You know, they're like, get out of here, get out of here. And I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, we messed uh, up, it, we messed you know, up. It makes uh, a story, you know. But those yeah. people, you know, Ashley, her lines are always so long because she talks to everyone for 10 minutes. I know, I know. You know? Which is amazing, though. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it makes it's it worth fun. it. It's funny because she lives here in Orlando, too. Yeah. And I have not, I have not had the pleasure of meeting her at a con or, or, or even in, anywhere in person. But we are always – I'm a Disney annual pass holder. And we literally are always – missing each other by yeah. minutes like i will see her post like i was standing there like i don't know half an hour ago so it's it's just never happened yet but yeah. um we will we will and i i can't wait to meet her i've, I've heard nothing but good things about her yeah. it'll be worth it for sure dude well i seriously appreciate your time um where can everybody find you uh man i'm i'm on uh, instagram mostly i've got a twitter i don't use it so instagram at bourbon and buckets um is my primary um primary playpen so and and if people are looking for commissions should they be reaching out to you there yeah yeah just hit me up on instagram um i'm always down to talk pricing timeline i'm honestly if you don't want a commission i'll talk to you about whatever you know if you want advice if you want to give me advice whatever man i'll talk to everybody i try to make sure i check my dms constantly so no that's awesome man well thank you so much for taking the time to be here man I, i seriously appreciate it yeah man it was a pleasure i enjoyed it thank you for having me Of course. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. You are not alone. There is hope. And remember, the force will be with you. Always. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>